Hello and welcome to yet another podcast episode. Just had a panic attack. Well, not really. I had no audio. I'm chatting away into the microphone and it, nothing's happening. Played it back. Just about hear my voice in the background. But computers move in mysterious ways, don't they? I've had to reboot the thing and now it all works. So I don't know what's going on there. Anyway, as long as you can hear me now, you're probably thinking silence would have been better. <laughs> oh dear. I don't know. Look, the sun's shining. Oh, you can't look. The sun's shining, which is really nice. Now, Ray emailed me the other day, and he said, that's Ray by namesake, and he said, Hopscotch, I was going to do this, well, I am going to do this podcast episode about children's birthday parties back in the 50s and 60s, and I mentioned past the past or musical chairs, and he reminded me, Hopscotch, do you remember that? That was great fun. Before I start, though, how are you? Are you okay? Are you still surviving lockdown? It's coming to an end. We had uh, my mum round yesterday, my old mother, bless her cotton socks, my sister and her husband, and we all sat in the garden. Bit chilly, we had blankets. <laughs> it looked funny, all sitting there with blankets wrapped round us. But it was nice. We had tea and uh, biscuits on the patio, don't you know? Rather posh. So that was nice. We're getting there slowly. It's been bitterly cold, but we're getting there slowly. Oh, I must mention this. We had snow. When was it? Two or three days ago. We had snow. Not just a few flakes, but proper heavy snow. Only for a while. What was it? About 15 minutes. It was coming down hard and it was settling. And I was looking out, looking out of the window thinking, what is going on with this weather? Shorts, one minute, heat wave, next minute, snow. There we are. That's British weather for you. The great British summertime. I love it, really. I like the seasons. Oh, who was it? Said, um, you have to look out of the window when you get up in the morning. Look out of the window to see what season it is we're doing today. (laughs) It could be winter. It could be heat wave in summer. You just never know. Okay, birthday parties. When I was a kid, we'll start with hopscotch. I used to love hopscotch. Do you know what that is? You draw numbers on the pavement. So you've got one on one paving slab. Then the next two, you put two and three. Then four, five and six. You've probably seen that. Look it up, hopscotch. And then you have to hop on on sort of one foot, two feet, one foot, two feet and all this business. I forget how you do it exactly. I'll have to give it a try later. Well, I can't. We don't have paving slabs anymore. I think a lot of roads that had the paving... They've now put, uh, they've ripped all that up because they couldn't afford to replace the slabs all the time when they got broken. And they just put tarmac down, you know, asphalt stuff. And of course, then they dig that up to do pipes and things. And then they repatch it with a bit of more asphalt. Oh, I did. Pavements don't look nice anymore. They look awful. New housing estates, I think, yeah, they still use paving slabs there. But uh, our road, our house, actually, in the middle of our street, is uh, it's a hundred years old uh, next year. How about that? One hundred years. We'll have to have a housewarming party. Hundred years old. But I believe the pavements were cobblestones or you know bricks, whatever they were. I mean, I wasn't here. I can't remember. I'm not that old. So that's interesting, isn't it? No, it's not. You're saying get on with the birthday thing. All right. So hopscotch was one of the birthday games. You have all the kids around and what the parents were, normally the mother, because the dad was at work. Am I allowed to say that? (laughs) Oh, don't set me off. So the parent, the mother rather, would say, right, okay, all out in the street and play hopscotch. That would give her 
a kind of half hour break. She could do a bit of tidying up because we would have all had jelly and ice cream. All kids' birthday parties had jelly, ice cream, cake, sometimes trifle. Uh, that Oh, trifle was nice. That really was good. With custard on top. Don't like cream so much. I could eat a whole bowl of trifle on my own. I don't need any help. I could eat the whole lot on my own. That's probably, <laughs> probably why I'm overweight. I don't know. But yeah, the hopscotch was great fun. We'd all be out on the pavement. Of course, then we're getting hungry, so they all come back indoors. And we've had all the jelly, we've had the ice cream and the trifle. So then there'd be other things to pick at, little sausage rolls and whatever. Some mums were good at birthday parties, others weren't. I went to one uh, child's party. This was primary school, so what, eight years old, were we? About eight years old. I went to one and... He invited you know, a few of the friends, as we all do. You invite a few from the class. Now, in the class, there were, what, 25, 30 kids at school in the class. And there were about 10 kids there when I got there. A couple more arrived and a couple more and a couple more. And I heard his mum saying to him, how many people have you invited? He said, only a few friends. Do you know, he'd invited the entire class, 30-odd children, and they all turned up, I think all bar one, who had chicken box, if I remember rightly. So there's, <laughs> there's about 30-odd kids at this part, and his poor mother, she'd done all the jelly and ice cream. She'd expected perhaps a dozen children. And of course, there's 30-odd there, and she was panicking. In the end, she went round <laughs> to a neighbour, and a couple of neighbours, I think, and she was borrowing ice cream and getting bits of cake and all sorts, because... All these little kids, all looking up at her with expectant faces and big eyes. I'm hungry. You know, is there any more cake? Is there any more jelly? Of course, the birthday cake, She, <laughs> we had a very, very thin slice each because there were so many of us. But that was funny. Mothers used to say, how many have you invited and how many are coming? So they knew roughly what was going on. But I don't think any mother expected the entire class of 30 to turn up for the party. Kids can be cruel, can't they? I don't think they mean to be cruel when they're young. But uh, there was one girl in our class. Uh, this was, when was this? We must have been 10, about 10. They called her, everyone called her flea bags, which wasn't very nice. I mean, she was very plain. She had sort of old rat tail type greasy black hair. Um, her clothes were never that clean. I mean, that's not her fault. That's down to the parents. And she was never invited to any birthday parties. She never had a birthday party of her own. I don't think she had any friends. It's awful looking back. I should have befriended her. But uh, I, it, it didn't occur to me at the time. You know, you don't think, oh, poor girl, look, she's, you know, being left out of things and people are saying nasty things about her. I, that didn't occur to me. But looking back, now I've often thought of her, looking back, I often think of her and think, you know, I should have invited her to my part. I don't think I did. She probably would have said no anyway. Flea bags, isn't it awful? I don't know her name. She didn't live far from me, just down the end of the road somewhere. But uh, it's a shame. But birthday parties were terrific fun. All sorts of games. What was that one where you hang, I think my mum would hang, that's right, it was balloons full of water from the washing line. And then what the kids had to do, you ha each had a hat, and the hat had a spike in the top. I'm not sure what that was, probably highly dangerous. And then you had to 
go underneath the balloons and try and burst them. Of course, if you did burst them, then you're covered in water. Now, that was only any good for birthday parties in the summer. If you happen to have your birthday in the winter, obviously, you're not in the garden getting, <laughs> getting covered in water. But that was good fun. And the, the oh, what's the apple one? An apple in a bowl of water and you have to get the apple out with your teeth. What was that called? Bobbing apple or something? That was great fun. I mean, all the kids loved it. My favourite was Pass the Parcel. Now, that I did like. The trouble is, it's, the parents have got to be careful, whoever's doing the music, they've got to be careful not to make it stop on the same child every time. Because you know Pass the Parcel, you have the music going and the kids are all sitting in a circle on the floor and they pass this parcel between them all. When the music stops, that child undoes one layer of wrapping. It was normally newspaper. One layer of newspaper, then the music starts and they pass it on again and so it goes on. And then the last child, whoever's the lucky child, the final, when the music stops, the final bit of paper you take off and there is the prize. It was a bag of sweets or some cheap little toy or something. That was great fun. But you've got to be a bit careful because some kids would hang on to the parcel. You know, it would be passed to them, the music's going, and they're thinking, is it going to stop now, the music? Is it going to stop? And they'd hang on to it and then pass it on. So whoever was doing the music had to keep an eye on the kids, you know, just to, not to cheat, not to make your own child win, obviously, but just to make sure that other people were doing it properly. I have heard that these days, if people do pass the parcel, there's a little present, a sweet or something, beneath each layer of wrapping, each layer of newspaper, so every child gets something. Because I mentioned this in the midweek message, didn't I, last uh, Wednesday, the thing is, these days, I think children are encouraged not so much to be competitive. Uh, we don't want a winner. You don't want any winners or losers because that's not fair. I'm not sure that that's a good idea, is it? What do you think? Email me, raiserants at protonmail.com. Email me because, I mean, I know a lot of you listening have got children. You've mentioned it when you've emailed me in the past. What do you think about that? I, th- I was brought up to believe that you, know, you you had a winner. You, you enter a race at school on school sports day and someone won the race and all the others were losers. Well, <laughs> that's not the way to put it, is it? Losers. All the others lost or came second, third, fourth or last. That was me. I was always last. I didn't care. I didn't like sports day anyway. So I, I wasn't bothered. I tried to get out of it all if I could. I'd pretend I was ill. I was, on that morning, I'd say, oh, Oh, I've got tummy ache. And my mum would say, no, you haven't. I have. You've only got tummy ache because it's sports day. Go on, off you go. <laughs> so I had to go. And I was uh, I was, I was always last in there. I don't know why they put me in the races. I think what it was, when I was two years old, I had rheumatic fever. And that leaves you, well, they say with a weak heart. Now, I mean, I've, I've never had a weak heart. You're as strong as an ox. Why do they say strong as an ox? Our ox is strong. I would have thought strong as an elephant would have been better. Anyway, I didn't have a weak heart, but I wasn't very good at running. I was good at sitting down. I'm still good at sitting down. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I, I always came last. I couldn't run very fast for some reason, probably because of this rheumatic fever business. I don't know. So it's not a good idea to have a winner and losers. So they all kind of win. I don't know. That, that all seems a bit odd to me. I don't think... That, yeah, they don't like competitiveness anymore. When I say they, I'm not sure who I'm talking about. Is it teachers or people in general, parents? 
I don't know. Uh, uh, who was it? Someone, a child said to me, one of the grandchildren, not so long ago, because um, I said, well, good luck in the race. Oh, I know, it's my, my eldest granddaughter. No, not the eldest. Anyway, uh, sports day. I said, good luck in the race. Hope you win. She said, granddad, it's not winning. It's taking part that matters. And I thought, well, in my day, it was winning. I don't care what you say. <laughs> good bit of timing. Dustman are here again. Can you hear that? Every time, every single time I record a podcast episode, the dustmen turn up outside. They know, don't they? They wait. I reckon they wait. Listen, they wait down the end of the road. That's it. He's sitting there. The microphone's on. He's on the air. Let's go. (laughs) Goodness me, what are they doing out there? I don't know. Anyway, another game that I liked was musical chairs. I'm just going to have a a sip of my coffee and wait till the dustman go and he'll be a second. When I was in Spain once on holiday, I noticed that everyone put their rubbish. There was a huge bin at the end of the road. You didn't each have your own bin. Well, I suppose you did. They're off again. But you empty your bin into this huge bin at the end of the road. Then the dustman, about four o'clock in the morning, would you believe, would just empty the huge bin. So they didn't have to go up each road, just to the end of each road. That's a good idea. What do they do in America? Because you call it trash, don't you? We call it rubbish uh, or, or a dustbin and you call it a trash bin. I don't know, do you have dustmen in other countries? I suppose I suppose you have to because it's got to go somewhere, all the rubbish, isn't it? So what was I saying? I can't remember now. I blame the dustman. I blame the council. Um, musical chairs, that was it. So you've got a row of chairs, each facing uh, opposite ways. So it's that way, that way, that way, that way. I don't know. They're emptying loads of bottles. I think we must be all alcoholics up our road. Beer bottles and wine bottles being smashed (laughs) everywhere. So all the kids have to run around or walk around the chairs while the music's playing. Music stops and they all sit down. Now, the one that hasn't got a chair, there's obviously not enough chairs, he is out. Then you take a chair away. You know, the mum or whoever takes the chair away, starts the music again. So there's obviously not enough chairs. One kid doesn't get a chair. Of course, there's normally a bit of a fight, a bit of a bundle. Two of the lads will go for one chair. A bit of a punch in the stomach from one and an elbow in the face from the other one. <laughs> so you have to stop any punch-ups that might might be taking off, erupting all over the place. But the idea is you end up, there's one chair left and two kids. They walk round the chair and you've got to be careful then because if you stop the music while one child is at the back of the chair and the other one's in the front, then obviously the one at the front will win. So you have to turn your back and not look. Then stop the music. And then if you're lucky and there's no fights and blood everywhere, one of them gets on the chair and he or she has won. I've never done this. When we've had kids' parties, uh, you know, our kids, grandkids, we haven't done all this sort of thing. We've, well, the grandchildren especially, they don't have parties at home. They go off to places. They go off to Chessington Zoo or World or whatever it's called and all these other, I forget what they're all called now, these places. You know, the theme parks and all this. You can have parties at uh, McDonald's or wherever, you know, I don't know about Burger King, but they do parties, birthday party things. So they wreck McDonald's. They chuck stuff everywhere and food all over the place. And then the parents can each take their kids home. 
and whoever's party it is, his mum takes him home or her, and the house is spotless because they haven't had any kids there, they haven't, haven't had any food thrown around the house. Thorpe Park, that's one of the places, and uh, Drusilla's, isn't it? Drusilla's. That's nice. We used to go to the aquarium in Brighton. Is that still there? Not for birthday parties, but outings to places. Just reminded me, the aquarium, that was quite good. Do you know, I've not been to Brighton, I don't know for how many years. And I was saying to my better half the other day, my wife, I said, what would I have to do when lockdown's over? Is go along to Brighton, park somewhere if you can, probably about £15 an hour to park. And I said, we'll have a walk along the seafront. And she said, well, why? What's there? I said, well, there used to be fish and chip shops and rows of cafes and stuff like that. I'm not sure that they're there. She said, are they there anymore? I don't know. I've been there for... When did I last walk round Brighton? I really don't know. Probably 30, 40 years ago. So I've no idea. I saw a carry-on film on the telly the other day. I can't remember what it was called. But... They did a coach... Oh, carry on. It was uh, Mr Boggs, the plumber. He had a, a, a toilet factory. Have you seen that one? Carry on something. Um, they had a, a toilet manufacturing factory and all the workers went out on a coach trip, a sort of works outing to Brighton. And it was great. It was filmed in, I think it was 63. And it was terrific. Looking at all the cars along the seafront at Brighton. It was really nice to see it. And not many cars um, these days. I mean, I've driven through Brighton on the way to other places and it's just jammed solid with cars. You can't park anywhere. You can't move. Gridlocked most of the time. But looking back at the old carry-on film, what was it called? You'll know. You'll remind me, won't you? You'll email me. I bet you're typing as you're listening to this. You're typing an email to me saying it was carry-on whatever over the Easter period. Did you have a good Easter? Yeah, I did. Not much happened. But over the Easter period, what did they do? Carry on film after carry on film. Carry on up the junction. Carry on doctor. Carry on nurse. Carry on, what was it, up the jungle or something. Yeah, they're great films. Carry on camping. But is there nothing new? It's lovely to watch. But is there nothing new? It seems that every Easter or every holiday, what should we put on? Oh, I know. We put on a, a couple of dozen carry on films and... Morecambe and Wise, that's at Christmas. Morecambe and Wise. There's nothing new, is there? I don't know what's going on. We're paying on our BBC licence thing. I think that's coming to an end. We're paying again and again and again for things we've seen again and again and again. Brighton, I'm pretty sure there, there are little cafes and fish and chip shops and stuff like that. Do you remember Rock? You could buy Brighton Rock. Uh, along the seafront but we'll do that when lockdown's released or whatever and the weather's a bit warmer a little bit better I think we'll take a look along Brighton seafront and see what it's like I've just remembered I have been to Brighton I went uh, three weeks ago to have my first jab I think I told you about that the Covid thing but that there was free parking they'd arranged then straight out of the car park into the place have your jab and then back so we didn't walk around Brighton at all so we will go and have a look. They've got Volks. Have you heard of that? Volks Railway. Is it V-O-L-K-S? Volks Railway. I think that's still going. That was built in 1800 and something, I believe. Travels all the way along Brighton Seafront. But of course, that's in the summer and it's not so much birthday parties. I don't know how I got 
I don't know how I got on to Brighton. Oh, let's go back to birthday parties. There was one I went to. This child's parents obviously had loads of money. It was a huge house. And we all got presents. All, only, what, a dozen kids or so. We all got presents. And instead of a, a cheap sort of Hong Kong, oh, I mustn't say Hong Kong, instead of a cheap toy, we all had an amazing present. You know, a lot of monies. I don't know what they cost, of course, but they were expensive presents. I had a pair of binoculars. They weren't kids' binoculars. They were an expensive pair of binoculars. I remember my mum saying when I got home, where'd you get those? I said, that from the party, that's my present. Are you sure? I said, well, yeah. I mean, I, she didn't think that I'd pinch them and you know, she knew I wouldn't do that. But um, she said, are you sure? You know, she probably thought the present was meant for the birthday child, not, not just the guests. And I said to her, the other children had all sorts of expensive presents. I don't know whether that's a good idea, is it? You know, some children, they get present after present. Easter, I'll just go back to Easter. There was something I saw on Twitter, a picture of a child with Easter eggs all round her. She had, I think they counted, 38, 40-odd Easter egg, big ones, expensive ones. That's a bit silly, isn't it? You don't need 38-odd Easter eggs for one child. That's mental. People were commenting on Twitter saying, you know, come on, you're going to rot her teeth and make her fat. <laughs> Another funny thing I'm not sure I agree with, well, I don't agree with it these days, they have some sort of zookeeper turn up at a house where there's the birthday party going on and they'll bring not mere cats. I can't remember. I went to one. I forget what the animals were. And all the kids sit down in a circle and the, the zookeeper person takes the animal round. They can all look at it and stroke the animal and have photographs. Uh, is that a good idea? It's probably expensive because whoever the zoo person is, they've got to turn up in the van. They've got all the animals in the back. They've got to be looked after properly. It's probably quite an expensive thing, that. I, I don't know. Again, I don't think that's necessary at a birthday party. Of course, bouncy castles, they, from the minute they were available kind of to the general public, they were in people's gardens, weren't they? We've had them here for the kids in the past. Bouncy castle, you hire it and then the kids have great fun on it. I suppose in the summer, that is brilliant for a kid's birthday party because... They're all on the bouncy castle, all having fun. But of course, then you get the, the two, oh, they bang their heads together. One's bashed his knee on something, you know, bounced off the castle, head first into the fence. <laughs> there's, there's always some problem or other, isn't there? It's great. Well, it's not great for the kids. I mean, no one gets seriously injured. Not, not that I know. There was something actually on the news about a bouncy castle. That was dreadful. Won't talk about that. So parties, yeah, go back to the 50s, uh, parcels wrapped up in newspaper, musical chairs, jelly and ice cream, all very basic, but terrific fun. No toys that wanted batteries. I mentioned that in the toy episode, didn't I? No toys that wanted batteries. They're clockwork. You wind them up to make them go. <laughs> they were great. No, nothing on telly. Nothing on telly to watch. You didn't have to sit them all there and watch Netflix or whatever, Disney films and all this stuff in your cinema room. Of course, you've got to have a cinema room. I wonder what kids do these days because not everyone has a cinema room. Not everyone's got the money for that or a big enough house to set aside one room as the cinema room. So a kid has his mates back, it's his birthday or her birthday party. They all turn up, where's the cinema room? Let's watch Disney. 
What? Well, we haven't got a cinema room. Oh, no. What? Oh, he hasn't got a cinema room. See, is that good? Is that good? This was always the thing, though. Not with cinema rooms, but I remember going to a party. One of the kids at school lived in a flat. And other kids were saying, where's the garden? Can't we play in the garden? It was summertime. I remember it. We haven't got a garden, the mother was saying. And they're looking at each other, me included, I must admit. Haven't got a garden. We had a huge garden where we lived. We had a bungalow with a huge garden. And you know, we didn't understand it. Where's the garden? And of course, then that, that child felt a bit bad. I remember I remember when we were back at school in the following days, he was saying, we haven't got a garden. Not everyone has a garden. And other kids were saying, well, everyone's got a garden. So he then felt inferior. So I don't know. It's very difficult, isn't it? I've, I've always thought, Whichever way you bring up a child, someone will say it's wrong. Someone's bound to. I think one of the worst things to have for a kid's birthday is when it's on December the 25th, when it's on Christmas Day. There was a child in our class when I was seven or eight. His birthday was Christmas Day. And we used to say to him, do you get separate presents, Christmas and birthday presents? And he didn't, really. He just got presents which were... Happy Christmas and, and birthday. And he always thought it was so unfair because he couldn't really have a, a birthday party on his birthday because that was Christmas Day. So he had to have a... He did have a party, but that was on another day. Plus it was winter. So his birthday party wasn't on his birthday. Plus it was winter. I suppose he could have had it in the summer, couldn't he? And pretended it was then. I don't know. But I've often thought, ever since that, I remember that, I've often thought anyone that's got a birthday on Christmas Day, they lose out present-wise, don't they? They don't. <laughs> they get half the amount of presents that other people do on their two days of Christmas and birthday. So that's a rip-off being born on Christmas Day. It's a rip-off. It's a con. I know I say this during most episodes. Those days were so much quieter, so much easier. I think kids, I don't know, kids seem to have so much more fun it was just totally different from birthday parties to school to holidays. It was all so much more relaxing. There wasn't any shouting. I've mentioned this before. I know adverts on the TV these days. Oh, they shout. Don't they shout? I was watching a program the other day with my wife. We're both sitting there watching it. And the adverts came on. And apart from shouting, it was advert after advert after advert and I said to her as the program ended I couldn't remember that's probably old age and she said no no it's it's still got the other half to go and I thought oh yeah yeah of course we have the advert break seemed to be longer than the program itself and I just I couldn't be bothered with it all in the end it just not another advert another advert and I went wandered off did something else went did something else in the end I can't sit there being shouted at (laughs) (laughs) by these idiots on these adverts. So things were so much more relaxing back then, whether it be a holiday, you know, we had a holiday in a caravan, um, things like birthday parties, Christmas. I mean, the build-up to Christmas was terrific, but it wasn't so manic. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Things weren't manic back in the 50s and 60s. I was just thinking about crime back in those days, Obviously, there were criminals, there was crime, but nothing like today. I mean, the news today, when you watch the news on the telly, it's everything is bad, isn't it? 
it's all crime and all bad stuff, fighting and goodness knows what. Whereas back then, I don't know, perhaps I didn't watch the news back then. Perhaps I wasn't aware as a child of the news. Maybe that's it. But I don't remember. Actually, even in my teens, uh, if someone had got killed somewhere, say, you know, in the UK, in London or something, it was big news on the TV. So if someone's been killed, they've been murdered. Whereas now, it's an everyday occurrence. It's nothing new. I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, that that's fact, isn't it? That's a fact. That's not just me having a sort of poor memory recall. <laughs> it's not my brain going wrong. That's a fact. Another thing we did at birthday parties, which I loved doing, was hide and seek. Uh, again, in the summer, if you were a decent-sized garden, as we did have, hide in the garden. Mum didn't want kids all, all over the house, you know, in her bedroom, under her bed, in the bathroom and all, in the airing cupboard. So outside, if you had a decent garden, that was great. So they'd all hide. Some of them would spy, including me. I, you'd put your hands over your eyes and you're counting to 10 or whatever, or 50. <laughs> that was funny as well. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 coming. <laughs> That's hardly counting to 50, but we all did it. That's, I think that was all part of the fun of childhood, wasn't it? Great fun. And then you'd all, you'd all have to go and find who it was that was hiding, which only took a couple of minutes because it's pretty obvious you got like 12 or 15 kids all searching for one kid in the garden. But ah, that was another thing, just reminded me. Another thing was like, a, not a paper trail, but uh, hiding little presents, little things of sweets, hiding those in the garden. Mum would pop out in the garden hide all these sweets everywhere and all the kids had to stay in the lounge because that was the front of the house not allowed to go and look out of the the back window and then of course okay ready all the kids will then pile out of the house in like a gang of the stampede into the back garden ripping plants apart ripping the bushes apart and all trying to find these sweets of course when kids get to a certain age you know, they don't want people back for tea, back for a birthday party. You know, I'm not having people back for a birthday party. I'm 12. I'm an adult. I'm not having a children's birthday party. So then it was other things. I, I don't know. What did I do when I was 12, 13? Nothing, I don't think. Just, you know, see what presents I've got. Uh, it was my 12th birthday when I got a transistor radio. That was fantastic. Getting a transistor radio. Good grief, that was fantastic. I love that. I kept that for years. I don't know what happened to it in the end. And then, of course, you get a little bit older. And that's when, well, in my day, that's when you perhaps wander over the woods with a few mates. You know, and it's your birthday and you go over the woods with a few mates and uh, have a cigarette. <laughs> I'm 14. I can have a cigarette now. <laughs> I don't know. Strange. 18, of course, 18 was the, the big birthday party. Coming of age is 21, isn't it? Or it used to be. Uh, well, it still is. There's still two big ones. There's 18 and 21, so not quite sure what's going on there. But 18, I think on my 18th, I can't remember that well, I think I just went to the pub. You know, with a few mates, just went to the pub and had a few drinks, too many, and enjoyed it. <laughs> 21, I can't remember. I've got a clue what I did when I was 21. Nothing, I don't suppose, apart from go to the pub again. It's funny, isn't it? When children get to a certain age, like 12, <laughs> they think they're adults. They think they're not children anymore. It's uh, it's strange. But the kids, 
parties I always enjoyed, whether it was mine or other people's, other children's parties. Talking of being 12, there's one thing I do remember vividly because it was a way of life. It was part of life. Kids of 12, girls for example, wore frocks, uh, white ankle socks and Mary Jane type shoes or sandals, whatever they were. And that was it. That's what that's what they wore. The boys had shorts, uh, a grey shirt or some sort of top and socks that had fallen down and a scruffy pair of shoes. We'd go over the woods like that. As you got a bit older, you wear long trousers, long trousers to school and perhaps jeans at the weekend. But I'm thinking of girls in particular because they had dolls prams. You know, they'd push a doll around in a pram and they're 12 years old wearing a frock and white socks. And look at 12-year-olds these days and stone the crows. They could be 16. So many of them, they could easily be 16 years old. I don't quite know where this is going. This is a worrying thing. Where's it going? Are they going to start looking like that at 10? I mean, some adverts have been banned, haven't they? My chair's squeaking again. Some TV adverts have been banned um, because they're encouraging... Girls of say, I don't know, nine, ten years old to do this and to do that. They're trying to, what was it they were using a word about one advert? They're trying to sexualize something or other. And you know, girls at ten years old don't need that. They don't want all that rubbish. You know, there's plenty of time in later life for that sort of thing. But I do think that's a shame. It's not, I don't think it's the parents' fault. You know, I'm not blaming parents. I don't think they've got much say in it, to be honest. Well, Certainly not the way girls develop. That's, that's no one's fault. That just happens. <laughs> but I think it's other girls at school, you know, they wear makeup, they've got this, they've got earrings, they've got jewellery, they've got a mobile phone. They're just growing up or appearing to at a far earlier age these days than they did in my day. As I say, girl of 12 pushing a pram around in her garden with a doll in it wearing a frock, the doll's wearing a frock as well as a girl, and she's perhaps 12 years old, maybe even a bit older. I knew a girl, she was, she must have been the same as me, about 15. She was what we used to call a tomboy, always over the woods with us a lot. And at 15 years old, she wasn't at all, uh, what's the way to put it, you know, developed, what if she was, she hid it under her baggy jumper, baggy clothes or whatever. She was a child. You know, we were kids at 15. We were kids. These days, I don't know, at 15 years old, they sit in the pub. They're going clubbing. <laughs> no, it's not funny, is it? I shouldn't laugh. I did start work when I was 15. I think I've told you this before. I started work at 15. I suppose, looking back at me in the radio and TV workshop, I was an apprentice TV engineer. I was a child still. I was a child at 15. I worked with the older people, you know, they were proper blokes. <laughs> they weren't children, they were proper blokes. And they took me under their wing initially. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's strange, you know, looking back then. I mean, these days you don't go to work at 15. Well, it's illegal, isn't it? I think it's illegal. You can't start work at 15. But I've mentioned this to people and people, you know, they've said, oh, well, things are different these days. I know they're different these days, obviously. There's a daft comment, oh, well, things are different these days. They might be different, but I don't like it. Birthday cards. 
Birthday cards are still going, so are Christmas cards. We've just had Easter. Didn't get any Easter cards. I don't know why, but there was a peak in cards. You know, it was Sunday. Oh, you've got to send a card. Happy Sunday. It's Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Actually, it was never that bad. But there were cards for everything. And I think that's dying down a bit now. I don't know why that should be. But in the old days, everyone exchanged Easter cards. And now, I don't know, I've asked a few people, any Easter card? No, no, haven't got any, didn't send any. That seems to have died out. It seems to be now, I don't know, more sensible. You don't need Easter cards, do you? We've got enough Easter eggs, (laughs) let alone cards. It seems to be becoming more sensible these days with cards. Of course, a lot of the cards are online, aren't they? You buy them online. Why are you mentioning cards all of a sudden, you're thinking? Because it's funny how thought processes work, isn't it? Someone will say something, I don't know, they might say to you, box, and you'll immediately come to some sort of train of thought to do with something, nothing to do with a box. I don't know, it might have been something you opened. I've just opened a box, for example, arrived from Australia, a friend of mine in Australia. It's just sent me something, it's a nice radio. If you say box, I might think Australia or radio. I don't know what I'm talking about, do you? Perhaps you can... <laughs> Could you email me and help me? No, what it was with cards, back in the 50s and 60s, yes, people had birthday cards. A girl of 12, as I said, it's her 12th birthday. On the front, there would be flowers, perhaps a picture of a teddy, a, a doll, perhaps a little girl in a dress with a doll. These days, well, I, I dread to think... <laughs> I dread to think what's on the front of cards these days for 12-year-old girls. I don't know. But that's what brought me onto cards, just thinking of how kids were then and how they are now. But we did go through, quite a number of years ago now, a phase where there was a card for anything and everything. Not quite Happy Sunday and Happy Wednesday, but I think that's true to an extent now, but it doesn't seem to be the way it was, which is a good thing because it it was a rip-off, wasn't it? You may have just heard that. That's a news flash on my phone. I get them from... Sky News. Prince Philip has just died. Prince Philip just passed away. What was he, 97? No, I don't know what he was. Oh, that's sad. That is sad. I like the royal family. I I really do. I've always been keen on the royal family. I don't follow them like some people do, but uh, I just like the idea of having the royal family. So we've lost Prince Philip. That's a sad day now. There we are. He's had a a good innings, as they say, hasn't he? I wonder how the Queen's feeling. I mean, she's not young now, is she? I don't know how old she is. I ought to know these things, really, but I don't. I'll find out. I'll, I'll watch the news later. Oh, there we are. That's a little bit of sad news, right in the middle of our our happy podcast. I've just had a quick look on the internet. 99, that's right, it's his birthday before long, and uh, I was hoping he was going to see 100. But there we are, 99 years old. So back to happier things, happier times, the 1950s. (laughs) I don't know. I've talked so much about the 1950s and 60s since I started these podcasts. Well, it must be a couple of years ago now, isn't it? I've been doing the podcast. I'm almost back there. I'm reminded daily, as I said, I saw some carry-on films on the telly. Whatever I see on the telly now, if they go back in time to the 50s, I'm back there. It's strange, as I say, what it is. It's talking about it so much. 
every week talking about the, the good old days that I feel that I am back there. Old ladies, I don't know why, there's no word association or thought process here, but old ladies used to wear hats, didn't they? Do you remember that? You will remember if you're an old lady. <laughs> they used to wear hats all the time. If, if they're just popping down to the local shop, they put their hat on and they had hat pins. And people would dress up to go outside. You, you wouldn't go out in your clothes you've been doing housework in or you know, perhaps sitting in the garden. If you're going out to the shops or wherever, you dress up, especially on a Sunday if you're going to church. But people did that because if they were going to be seen in public, which obviously you would if you walked down your road, went round the corner to the shops or wherever you're going, then people would, I was going to say, judge you. Now, I don't think they would judge you. I think in those days there was more gossip. Oh, look, there's a bit of gossip. There's Mrs Smith, look. Oh, that's a new hat. That is a new hat. I've not seen her in that one before. Oh, Mrs Smith's got a new hat. Has she? I haven't seen that. Where is she? Gone to the shop. I'll have a look on her way back. It was like that. I remember that. I remember neighbours and that talking like that. Have you seen so-and-so? Have you seen that one from number 26? She's bought this or she's bought a bicycle. I saw her the other day cycling on her bicycle. All that sort of thing. Does that go on now? I don't know. Birthday parties. Because old people did <laughs> old people didn't have birthday parties. I remember my neighbour when I was a child. He was a miserable old mustn't swear, a uh, devil. He said to me once, It's my birthday and I just said, Oh <laughs> I was about twelve years old, I didn't care whether it was his birthday or not. I think he said he was eighty or whatever he was. I just said, Oh and then he said, Aren't you gonna wish me happy birthday? So I said, Yeah, happy birthday <laughs> And he wandered off moaning, youth of today. I expect he was a youth of today. Damn kids. <laughs> he was the headmaster of a, a public school, you know, a private uh, boys school. Headmaster. Had a lot of money. And he used to like people calling him sir. I didn't call him sir. I called him, oh no, I'm not allowed to swear. No, he honestly, he liked people calling him sir. And some of the neighbours did. Morning, sir. Good afternoon, sir just because he was headmaster of a, a public school. I didn't go to a public school. I went to a, <laughs> I went to a common secondary modern school where all the commoners go. <laughs> I don't think I would have been any good at a, an independent type private school. I don't know. I'm not academic. I mean, I would have liked the birthdays because all the kids there have money and I'd have probably got a nice lot of presents. I find it strange that some people won't tell you their age. I can understand that in women if they're, they've just reached their 40th birthday and they don't want to tell everyone because they like the idea of being in their 30s. I can understand that. But a few of my friends, male friends, uh, one the other day said, oh, it's my birthday the other day and they did this and that and went out for a, whatever they did down the beach. And I, I said, oh, how, how old? Oh, I can't tell you that. And he wouldn't tell me. He wouldn't tell me his age. Isn't that funny? I mean, I tell people I'm 54. <laughs> Here we go. Now what? That's WhatsApp. I told you about our, our street, didn't I? Where we've got a WhatsApp group and a Facebook group, so we all keep in touch. We, can all know what's, we all know what's going on. And that's an email. Good grief. All these distractions in my studio. <laughs> studio. Well, I forget what I was saying. This happens, you see. It's the dustman. 
it's email, it's WhatsApp, it's news flashes. This is what happens when I'm trying to talk to you. Right, perhaps now I can carry on. Yeah, people's ages. A lot of people won't tell you their age, which I've never understood. You know, I always say to people, I'm whatever I am, 70. Uh, where are we? April 70 next month, not 54. <laughs> oh, I must tell you this. There's a, a friend of ours. She always lies about her age. The older she gets, the more she lies, or the bigger the lie. So, you know, when she was 60, she's saying she's 50. <laughs> when she's 65, she's saying she's sort of 45. And it was, the gap was widening. And it was becoming silly. And what happened, I forget the ages, I can't do mental arithmetic and all that in my head. But her daughter, this was a funny bit, her daughter once was there, I'm going back a few years, and this woman, her mum said, oh, I'm whatever age, and her daughter said, mum, you had me when you were 10 years old. <laughs> and this, this woman said, oh, don't be ridiculous, you, I know what age you are. And then she lied about her daughter's age made her daughter a different age. And, oh, it was all ridiculous. And for what? Because all, all people did. They laughed. She's known for that. She's known throughout the whole circle of friends. She is known for lying about her age, which is mental. There was a girl at school, I remember. She lied about her birthday. Not, not to the teachers, but to other kids in the class. She had her birthday... And then about six months later, she had another one. And people were saying, didn't you have a birthday? And she said, no, I didn't. And she got cards and presents from people. She was a bit of a, uh, not a bully, a bit of a know-it-all, a bit of a big head. And people looked up to her, I think. I don't know why. I mean, I didn't, but some of the other kids looked up to her. And she was saying, oh, my birthday next Monday. Of course, people bought in presents for her into school. And it wasn't, and she did this twice a year. Now, we were only in the same class for a couple of years. So she had kind of three or four birthdays in two years. And people got wise to it. Hang on a minute, it was only last whenever. We gave you cards and presents. Anyway, her, the teacher got to hear of it, or probably overhearing us kids talking about it. And her parents got to hear of it. And all these presents that she'd had, I, I mean, I didn't get her a present. I think some of her... Friends, I don't know, she got presents from people. Her parents made her give them back. She had to give these presents back. I don't know why she did that. It's strange, isn't it, the things people do. A friend of mine, I bumped into him one evening in the pub and I said to him, uh, I said, oh, it's my birthday. I just mentioned it was my birthday. I was meeting some friends there. We were going on for a meal. And he said, well, you shouldn't, t you shouldn't mention that. You don't tell people it's your birthday. Expect them to buy you drinks. And I said, no, not at all. I was just mentioning it. I just wasn't to get free drinks or anything. Some months later, I went in there and met him. And uh, he said, it's my birthday. And I said, you told me. I said, you told me not to say that. I said, no, it's your birthday. You're saying it. And he, oh, no, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. No, he was a liar. He was one of these compulsive liars. You know what they're like? I think we've talked about compulsive liars in the past, haven't we? He denied all knowledge of it. There was a friend of mine, I thought he was a friend, worked behind the bar in there. I'd been abroad on holiday, came back with 200 cigarettes for this other friend of mine. And I said, uh, can I leave those behind the bar? When he comes in, just give them to him. Oh, of course, he said, yeah, of course. Put them under the bar. And uh, that was that. And a few days later, a week later, I bumped into this friend of mine and uh, I said, do you get the cigarettes? No. 
what, what, what cigarettes? I said, I left them uh, with a chap behind the bar. He said, no, no. He said, well, we'll go around there. We went round to the pub and this chap was behind the bar. And I said, uh, have you got the cigarettes? What cigarettes? I said, well, the ones I gave you a few days ago for whoever it was I was with. I won't mention names. He said, you didn't give me any cigarettes to put behind the bar. And I thought, here we go. I just said, okay, fine. And he said, what, what do you mean? I said, no, no, leave it. Just forget it. Well, what do you mean? Are you accusing me of stealing? And he, he got a little bit het up about it. I mean, yes, basically, he had stolen the cigarettes. He hadn't put them under the bar at all. He'd taken them home and kept them. I mean, word got round, because the friend of mine that the cigarettes were for, uh, he told other people what had happened, and word got round, and, of course, this chap wasn't trusted. I mean, why do that? Isn't that odd? Nothing to do with birthdays. Nothing to do... <laughs> Nothing to do with kids' birthdays at all. I just thought I'd bung that one in. Bung that in. Isn't that an awful way to speak? I just thought I'd mention it. The sunshine outside, the weather, is looking increasingly inviting. I might have to go out there in a minute. I've got a cup of tea, so I might finish my tea, finish having a chat with you, then go and sit in the garden. I think that's a good idea. What I hate about birthdays is people say, what do you want for your birthday? Well, I don't know, do I? Uh, a new car? <laughs> a new car, a second house, that would be nice. What do I, you know, you can't ask people what do you want for your birthday. There are birthday lists. Now, I know this, I'm not going to mention names here, but I remember this person when she was young. Her parents would say, make a birthday list. Oh, yeah, okay. About six sheets of A4 paper. Fill up both sides. Well, perhaps it was three sheets. You know I'm prone to exaggeration, don't you? I say three sheets <laughs> to the wind. No, I'm not. I'm drinking tea. And she came out with this huge list every Christmas and every birthday. And honestly, the things on this list, I think what she did, watch TV, you know, kids type television with all the children's type adverts. Oh, I like that. And she'd write it down. The next advert. Oh, I like that. She'd write that down. So basically, she's watching all the adverts on telly, writing everything down. That's my birthday list. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she obviously didn't get everything on the list because it would have cost a small fortune. But I never forget that. You know, whenever anyone said, got your birthday list. Yep, there's a copy of it. She, she copied it all out, photocopied it and everything. Everyone had a copy of the birthday list. Several sheets of A4. <laughs> Bless her cotton socks. Birthday presents back in the 1950s were nothing like they are now. People didn't have the money just after the war, you know. Most people, the majority of people, didn't have a lot of money. They couldn't go to your local toy shop and spend a fortune on presents, especially if they had more than one child, as very often back in those days. What do people have these days? They normally have sort of a couple of children these days, don't they? Some people have four, but I think normally it's two children. Whereas back then, four children was quite common and it was not uncommon to have six or more children back then. I don't know why. Perhaps there were the contraceptives weren't as good or something. I don't know. But people didn't have the money to go and buy loads of presents just for one child. You've got four kids. That's four birthdays a year plus Christmas to buy. So that's eight lots of presents a year, isn't it? If you've got four children and they just didn't have the money and kids didn't expect big presents. You know, I remember being a child when my parents weren't rich by any means. I never expected 
expensive presents, big presents, I was really pleased to get whatever I got. We didn't have birthday lists either. I mean, mum might say, you know, any ideas what you might want for your birthday? Birthday's coming up in a week or two. And, you know, I don't know, you, you might say, well, a board game, uh, some board game or whatever, some other game. There was no birthday list as such. You just mentioned a couple of things. And for me, the brilliant part about presents was you didn't know what you were getting. You opened a present, oh, wow, look what I've got. And you had no idea. You didn't have a clue like, oh, well, I, I mentioned three or four things. So I know I'm going to get at least two of those. It wasn't like that. I like the surprise. That's what it was all about, the surprise. I mean, my, as I said, my 70th birthday is coming up next month. And a couple of people said, what do you want? I said, I don't, I don't want anything. I mean, what do I need? What well, chair? That's not like, look, how about a chair that doesn't squeak? Now, there we are. I'll write that on a bit of paper and say, there's my birthday list. <laughs> Actually, this chair came from uh, what we call free cycle. I think it's all over the UK, free cycle. Instead of chuck something away, you go online and you advertise it on free cycle. Well, not advertise it, you're giving it away. And you just put office swivel chair free to collector. And I went uh, and picked this one up. I contacted the chap. Is the chair available? Yep, went and picked it up. It's all right. It, uh, uh, it's a bit squeaky. It's a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> but it's not bad at all. I mean, I've had this years. I, I'm the one that's worn it out. When I got it from the chap, it was perfect. I think that sort of thing, again, comes from the, the good old days. Make do and mend. You don't go and buy a new chair. Why buy a new chair? Have a look round. Ask around. Ask any neighbours. You've got a spare chair. Oh, we've got one in the shed. We wonder what to do with it. Help yourself. That's how it was then. These days, well, you daren't give anyone a second-hand <laughs> birthday present. Or Can you imagine giving someone a second-hand Christmas present or birthday present? Now, look, I've got that from eBay. It's a bit chipped and that, but it's all right. It works. <laughs> Children, though, back then, I remember having second-hand presents, a second-hand bike. I mean, you can't go and buy a new bike. I had a second-hand bike. Uh, I had a second-hand, when I was younger, a second-hand uh, a pedal car. You know the pedal car? And my tricycle. That wasn't new. All this stuff was second-hand. You didn't have parents then that could go and spend a fortune on all this new stuff. From Harrods. <laughs> Imagine going to Harrods. Oh, I don't know. Got any second-hand bikes? <laughs> Actually, I say kids of today and second-hand presents. My niece, she's brilliant. She buys second-hand toys for her, her children. She won't go and buy new toys. She'll go to the charity shop. And she'll make sure they're nice and she'll clean them. You know, She'll detox them and disinfect them and all this business. She'll clean them up. And then they are presents for her children. You don't meet many people like that these days. Not for you know things like kids' toys, because oh, they've got to have new toys. And clothes within the family. You know, someone has a baby, the baby grows up a bit, someone else has a baby, so the clothes are passed on. You, know, you can have the clothes, he's, he's outgrown those, so they'll fit your boy or girl or whatever. And that happens a lot these days. So yeah, it's not totally the other way around. I know there are a lot of people, probably the majority of people that, that would say, oh, no, I don't want second-hand clothes. Certainly not going to buy second-hand toys as birthday presents. But there's nothing wrong with them. She bought for her boy um, a wooden train, uh, you know, a sort of engine and several trucks on the back of it. 
And great, he played with that for a while. As he grows out of that, she'll give it to someone else whose boy is growing up, or girl. Whoops, got to get that right. <laughs> Sorry, young person. Is that right? Oh, I have my little joke every week, don't I, about all this gender stuff. I don't know. <laughs> no, I won't say that. <laughs> I'll get thrown off the podcast thing. Anyway, nothing wrong with second-hand stuff. We go to car boot sales, not to find people's birthday. Oh, I did. I, I joked a few years ago, I made a bit of a joke. There was someone at a car boot sale selling some clothes and there was some uh, underwear. It had all been washed and it was clean, but it was second hand. And I won't, I'm not going to mention who it was or names or anything, but I gave it as a present to this person. She was, what, in her 30s. And she opened it. We were there at her house. She opened it and she said, oh, oh, lovely, thank you. And I said, got those from the car boot sale for 50p, which was true. And her face, because she could see that they were you know, used. No, they weren't dirty. Her face. And then, of course, we all laughed. And I said, no, 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 it was a joke. Then gave her a proper present. But her face, though, when she thought that I bought her second-hand underwear from a car boot sale. Happy days. It's good to have some fun, isn't it? It's good to laugh. Uh, it's a, a sad day, though. Prince Philip passing away, 99 years old. There we are. That's a sad day. But it's good to laugh, though. Keep smiling. The show must go on. Now, listen, I want you to have a good week. I'm not, I'll am not. i be talking to you next Wednesday, won't I? Then next Sunday. So have a good week. And I'm going to say my usual. The weather's warming up. Summer's coming. And my other usual, raise rants at protonmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Raise rants at protonmail.com. I do get a lot of emails and I do try to answer them all. Some I've noticed, which is very good of you, some people, but don't worry about replying, don't bother to reply. That's great because that uh, it can take a lot of time sitting here answering emails. It can take quite a lot of time, believe me. Right, that's it. I shall see you all next Wednesday. Take care. Look after yourselves. Bye-bye for now.